Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. We're back! I made a detour out of the game when I was hustling crack. Made a couple of dollars, made a little bit of change, never looked back. You can find me at the shooting range, practicing busting gaps. Want a vocal booth in this studio, busting raps. With some gold on my body, off my body, off colors, Rossi, I'm sloppy. I treat my luxury scraper like a Bugatti, Lottie, Dotty. She like to party off Molly, Bacardi, let her get naughty, a hottie up in the lobby. She style. She said, Fody Water, what you about to be? I said, Ladies me, and follow gentlemen, me, welcome back to the Tailgate. I just scared Kiernan by opening my beer. It was right next to the microphone, and it was super loud in my headphones. It was not right next to the microphone. There was a solid six inches. Okay. Do you consider that a lot, Kevin? I mean, it's like four <laughs> inches more than I'm used to like having in my hand. Directly in front of me, I, I'm not. We're not going to go there. That'd be a weird joke to make. So anyway, we're back. Uh, I promised we'd be more regular now. We took our... Act- Tivia or whatever that yogurt is, we're more regular now. <laughs> we're back. We're doing Big Ten talk tonight, but also some Big 12, Pac-12 talk a little bit. I know we talked a lot about the Big 12 last week and some Ohio State quarterback talk, some future NFL bus talk. Uh, so, Kiernan, how are you doing tonight or today, whenever uh, the hell people are listening to this? Fucking splendid. Yes. <laughs> Good to hear. I love to hear it. So, ITs, uh, you saw the news today. The Big 12, who everyone's kind of predicting is going to fall apart because all their schools are going to leave, met the Big 12 commissioner, met with the Pac 12 commissioner to discuss a future kind of agreement between the schools, whether it be a scheduling alliance or uh, negotiating TV deals or even a merger potentially. Uh, Kiernan, what were your first thoughts on this? My first thoughts is. Uh, this, I don't want to say it was inevitable, but it's almost as if the Big 12, I mean, after OU and Texas left, well, not technically yet, but are in the process of leaving, have shit themselves and they're going, oh my God, oh my God, is there anyone we can turn to, to or, in order to make some money? This is, th- that's all this is. This is a, holy crap, we are so screwed. Let's figure this out with, you know, our nearest conference or whatever, a conference that we can easily uh, slide into. That's what this is. Yeah, I always kind of, or I took it as the Big Ten's not going to take them. Yeah. And they have some geographically close schools. I mean, the Big 12 is Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State. It's kind of close to Big 12 territory. Very close, or Big Ten territory, excuse me, very close to the SEC, but those are two good conferences that aren't just going to take the scraps. Right. Uh, ACC is not really that close, and also the ACC has Clemson, so I don't think that's their moneymaker. It's always been SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, ACC, Pac-12, and now without Texas and OU, Big 12 either goes to the fourth spot or doesn't exist anymore. Right. It it's a it's a after that Texas and o, OU left, it it's a 
almost immediately became a dying conference. Like you, you could work, you could work with those two kind of like, I don't want to call them top schools, but like respectively top schools that are consistently good on a consistent enough basis to where they can generate you income, viewership, things like that. And after the departure or soon to be departure, it it's just turned into a frenzy and there is nothing that the big 12 commissioners won't do in order to get some viewership and to try and sustain his conference. Yeah. I mean, if literally any other two schools left, hell, if Oklahoma state left, that would not be a concern. They wouldn't care. They'd be like, we have our moneymakers. It's fine. But now that Texas and Oklahoma are gone, West Virginia is rumored to leave. Uh, I think Baylor's also rumored to leave. TCU's talked about a lot. And if one of those schools just left on their own, you go, okay, so Baylor, you're gone. Hey, uh, Sam Houston or yeah. Houston, do you want to come on over? And that it was West Virginia just snag like Memphis or something. Yeah, it's yeah. kind Some of the, close enough. Yeah, you, like they could manage. They could manage with that. But what I what I'm now concerned about or or I'm intrigued by is, uh, you know. What kind of caused this exodus of Texas and Oklahoma? And I know there's the there's they want more competitive games and this, that, and the other thing, and that's all fine. But like, what was the internals like going on when this was all being discussed? You know, even just a year ago, I don't know off the top of my head, and I don't, you know, I've I've read a few things, but you know, they're mostly just, oh, we want more competition or whatever. Uh, I think it's a big money thing. The SEC is probably. And I know this is the Big Ten episode, no offense to your conference, Kieran, and the, the SEC is the moneymaker in yeah, the country absolutely. right now. They're winning the natty every year. They're getting the most money. I think part of it also, though, was Texas A&M, kind of like the little brother of Texas for a while, is now they're seeing them have all the success. They're recruiting very well. They're rumored to be in the playoffs. Texas hasn't been rumored to be in the playoffs since they've been created. <laughs> so they're seeing yeah. this. And I think Texas didn't want to go alone. They're like, hey, Oklahoma, like we're not getting treated fairly here. We're not making as much money as we could. Do you want to go to the SEC? What I'm really interested in is if there's a merger, how it will look. And I have a theory about this. I want to hear your thoughts on my theory of how it will look. Okay, go on. It will, it will not be a true merger. It's not. We're not going to come out of this. The Big 12 commissioner is the commissioner of whatever the hell they're calling it. The Big Pacific, the... South slash West. I don't know what they're going to call it, but it's not going to be like that. You're going to have one commissioner, but then each league will operate semi-independently, but heavily intertwined. They'll play each other a lot and stuff like that. And then you'll have one championship at the end of the year between the winner of the Pacific League and the big league. It kind of like baseball, the MLB prior to 1999, the AL and NL operating independently. And then with divisions. I think for divisions, you'll have the Pacific League, which will have a North and a South, which will have the North will have Washington, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State, and then Utah. The South Pacific League will have Cal, Cal, Stanford, UCLA, USC, and Colorado. And I almost made a joke about the South Pacific League putting Midway on there, but I refrained. And then the big league will have your East and your West. The East will have West Virginia, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, and Oklahoma State. 
And then the West will have Arizona and Arizona State, which the Pacific League will give to the big league to get it 10 apiece. And then TCU, Texas Tech, and Baylor. Really, I debated calling that the Desert League, but there's my thoughts. I I have to say, that's quite good. Like, I'm just, I'm just thinking about it. Logistically, it would work. I mean, West Virginia's far, but, like, you know, whatever. It's far anyway. Even yeah, it's in far the regardless. It was, yeah, it was far in the Big 12. That's, that's not a bad idea. I kind of I like that. I, I don't really – I mean, I'd maybe switch one or two teams, but, like, it would be, you know, kind of wouldn't matter. You know, I might it, switch Colorado and Utah, but then again, it would re- like that that alone. I, I looked like Colorado is closer to the Pacific South, which is a lot of California teams, like by a couple of by like not that much. And Utah's the inside. So going north wouldn't be as much work or it's like further yeah. west of Colorado. That's why I did it. Uh, and then the Texas teams, like I'm not sure where they line up. You can put one of them in the west if you want stuff like that but right but i think it's the only way to so, do it you have to have two separate leagues so to speak that are just heavily interconnected i i, w- I would agree with you definitely so are we going to call it the big pack 20 is there's only 20 schools right or would it be 20 it, it would be 20 i when i was doing that i wrote something about that earlier uh if you want to check it out it's on bellyupsports.com uh i just kind of said the big pacific conference don't put a number on it because you're not sure. I don't know if West Virginia yeah. is going to leave. I don't know if anyone's going to leave. Also, though, I did like the idea of reviving. There was an old conference. It was just Texas and Arkansas, the Southwest Conference. Mm. But instead, it's the S and the W are capitalized in the name. So it's South, capital W, West. Because Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Colorado's not, or not Colorado. Like, Washington's not Southwest, but it's South slash West, more or less. Right, also, right, their right. logo's kind of fire. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I don't think I. I think I'd really change anything about that if it were to happen. I think that would be. I think that would be along the lines of what they would try to do. I'm honestly surprised you agree with me. Well, I mean, I I can't really think of any other ways to split it though, and and you know, that would make the most sense. You know, you you have more teams, you have a bigger viewing base, you have uh uh. Maybe a renewed interest of uh, people that have stopped watching the Big Twelve or Pac Twelve, respectively, uh, because now there's I I, I don't want to say more competition, but there's now there's an interesting layer of competition that you have basically the you know the west side of the country facing themselves. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I really want this app, and I think this would be really cool. It would also, more so than Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, it would change the dynamic of college football forever. Yeah, it would. Because it especially takes away that kind of regionality that college football has right now, because nobody is like an NCAA fan. A lot of people, especially in the South, they're not necessarily college football fans. Some of them are SEC fans, but they're... Like, their team fan. I'm an Alabama fan. That's all I care about. Right. I think with super conferences, people will care more, even up here, when teams, we don't have a good college football team. Right. Right. And that, that's that's the other thing. Like, you know, uh, you look at the, um, you can kind of almost make a comparison to the Super League that was announced uh, 
few months back for the European soccer. Like that was a huge deal. And honestly, uh, there was a guy who was talking about it and he said, like, he goes, I'm not, you know, I'm not a soccer fan, but if I'm watching Manchester United play Barcelona for three or four times a year, I'm going to watch the super league, you know, like, and I'm like, damn, I never thought about it like that, but yeah, I would, I would love to see a hot, you know, granted it's not going to happen right away, but I would, you know, if I'm thinking about it, thinking about that grand scheme of things going, oh yeah, I want to see Ohio state play Alabama and like duke it out mid season to see who comes out on top. Like I, even though I'm, I'm a Penn State fan. I would absolutely love to see those two teams just hammering at each other constantly during because it would just make it more fun. True. I I'm excited for these super leagues because teams will stop scheduling cupcakes as much because with this suit with the super conference out west, they couldn't schedule like some group of five SCS. Like you're not gonna see Baylor schedule Sam Houston, which is an FCS school. Because they're going to have yeah. a schedule full of Power 5 opponents from two leagues, so to speak. I also made that connection, though, with the soccer league, the Super League mm-hmm. in soccer. I said to my friends, like, yeah, soccer fans are like, what? this is bullshit. What the fuck? Meanwhile, Call Joel was like, write that down. Write that down. <laughs> it's like Patrick or uh, SpongeBob talking to Patrick. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> yeah. Write that down. Write that down. So it's, That's great. I, I think it could also work a little bit better. Not better, but a little differently in America. I think the fans would love to see it more here. Partially yeah, because individual programs have... Yes, and individual programs have history, and this league won't take away from it. But leagues don't necessarily have that beloved history. Right, yeah. And that's not a knock on American sports. And I understand, like, the SEC has this history. The Big Ten has this history. But it's directly tied to the programs. So, I don't know. I, I'm excited. But you want to get into some Big Ten talk here? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's uh, go away from conference mergers and actually do the, the episode that we were, said we were going to do. So, Quinn Ewers, who was, like, the number one quarterback in the 2022 class. Right. The gem of the draft class that Ohio State got. Reclassified. He's foregoing his senior year and is going to enroll at Ohio State. Reclassified at the 2021 recruiting class and because he tweeted this out at Quinn Ewers tweeted over the past few weeks it was a notes tweet by the way so he had a lot to say mm-hmm. over the past few weeks following Texas's UIL and I don't know what UIL is in Texas but informing me I would be prohibited for profiting off my name own name image and likeness I've taken the time to think about what lies ahead of me both long and short term uh, fortunately found myself in a situation as my preference would have been to complete my senior season. Uh, however, following conversation with my family and those I know, you know, my best in mind, I'm going to Ohio State. I'm going to enroll early. And then immediately after that, though, I'd say, like, I, they, I was told I can't profit off my name, image, and likeness. But this isn't a financial decision. Like hell it isn't, bud. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there, like, you, if, if you don't want to profit off your name, image, and likeness, you would play your senior year of high school football. You would. But, and, like, He's like, this is what's best about, for my football career. So why did you talk about how you can't get money from your likeness now? Like, why did you bring that up if it's just about football? He's also like, I understand many people have their opinions. Of, yeah, because you're lying, saying it's not a financial decision. Yeah. I'm not knocking it, by the way. Yeah, we're, we, here's the thing. If you had just come out and said, I want to be filthy, stinking rich, 
good on you because at least you're honest. But the fact that they he was willing to like sprinkle in like a white, not even a white lie, just like a you know omission of truth, as it were. Just fuck off. Just just say what you want. You want a million dollars in your bank account right now, and that's fine. And we'd be like, yep, we got gotcha. you. Like secure that bag. Get ad deals with Billy Ray Cyrus and Dolly Parton with your ridiculous ass haircut, bud. <laughs> Just make that money. It's yeah. I don't get the issue why he's tiptoeing around like, oh, I'm like I'm not. It's not all about. The-. I understand why because they don't have to say like this kid only cares about money, but they know you only care about the money. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't get why he he said that. There was no need. Yeah, no, I, you could have gotten rid of that one sentence. Like, this isn't a financial decision. You could have said, this is about my future in football. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, we wouldn't even bat an eye. No, it's a big deal, but, like, don't lie. Uh, also, did you hear what else Ohio State did, by the way? Uh, no. Or coming maybe not from a school. Time. Coming from a school where... Their trademarks are held very closely to chess. I worked at a store after Alabama won their 17th national championship with just the number 17 on a shirt. And representatives from the school came in and are like, you can't sell that. It's infringing on our brand. It's a number, guys. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Ohio State said that they will not be representing their students, but if the students kind of... Don't sign with, like, let them know, hey, we're the student-athletes. Let them know, hey, like, I'm signing this endorsement deal, blah, blah, blah. Ohio State will look at it, and if they approve it, we'll let them use Ohio State simp- logos and trademarks. Really? That's interesting. Yes. That's really interesting. That's a big recruiting tool. Yeah, seriously. Because it's, it's interesting because, like, th- there, was a, there was a huge disparity uh, uh, in Pennsylvania about the name uh, Happy Valley. So you know how it's called, State College is called Happy Valley. And that was just a generic term to describe the whole area. And Penn State uh, decided, fuck it, we want that as our trademark and tried to trademark it. Thankfully, because the problem was it was going to put a ton of small businesses. This is a few years back, so this has nothing to do with NIL, but it's important to bring it up because it's trademarks and things like that. The basically they're like, we want that. And that would put a ton of like small businesses, small, you know, uh, stores like the one you worked in out of business because they couldn't own the rights to Happy Valley. Thankfully, uh, a local court said, no, you can't have it. And they were able to keep it. But I'm just like, you know, that's it. You're right. It is a big marketing tool. And schools, uh, schools do go after those, those types of things. I also think it's it's surprising because this is a good – it's a smart move by Ohio State, but also it's, it's like a good thing to do for your student-athletes because no one cares that you're Quinn Ewers. They care that you're Quinn Ewers quarterback for the Ohio State University. Right. And it pained right. me to say the Ohio State University. That's such a stupid fucking thing. I know. But I'm surprised it came from Ohio State because they tried to trademark the. Yes. I was just going to bring that up. It's ridiculous, so I'm shocked. Maybe it's Ryan Day making a difference, and they no longer have that morally bankrupt son of a bitch they had in there for a while. (laughs) Anyway. So, actually, that brings me up to an interesting point. 
Ryan Day recently said that the NIL money should be distributed amongst other players who are not signing those deals because he the, the the reference he used was you're not going to have a left tackle you know making a million dollars off of endorsement deals as you would a quarterback and the way i read the article and i could be wrong so i'm prefacing that with i could be wrong but the way it sounded was just a naked money grab by ohio state and or businesses in the area by just going yeah, let's pool all the money and then distribute it out to the players. And I'm like, yeah, but did the players even know how much money is going into the pool? Like, you can just siphon off, you know, a few thousand dollars off the top, like nobody's business, and, you know, get away with it because nobody's going to realize the difference between, you know, $15,000 and $10,000 hitting their bank account. I was like, is nobody else seeing this? Maybe I read it wrong. We'll see. <laughs> I've actually had that thought before that like it should be, you know, team endorsement deals are allowed to be made. Like yeah, this was before the NIL was a thing, right. but like team endorsement deals, like you, the whole team can be in a commercial or whatever whole team gets the money. But then the issue comes up with outside of, you can just take money off the top and no one's going to notice is what about the equestrian team? Yeah. Like you can't say like, we're going to pool the money for the football team and leave out every single other athletic department or department right. in athletics. Right, right, right. So, but I mean, also this will help everyone. Like, let's say Quinn Ewers makes ten million dollars by the time he's a starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. You think he's not buying his offensive lineman some very nice gifts after a good game, or his receiver who made a great catch? Like, hey, buddy, here's a Rolex. Yeah, but but at the same time, right? That that would be you know, let's use the $10 million mark, that would be chunk change for him. Whereas it's a really expensive gift for the lineman or whatever. Like, I, I get that, you, you you know, that happens after, like, Super Bowl wins and things like that. The, the quarterback will, like, gift the lineman, you know, X thing. And I, I get that, that that's the NFL because, you know, they're making millions of dollars. It doesn't matter. But having a... 18 year old you know starting freshman lineman it's a different story completely different story yeah also look i know right now the quarterbacks are the big hot ticket item for indoors look i'm gonna give every single company in in this country some free game are you ready Hmm. private security firms get sign the offensive lineman to an endorsement deal for like your school and your local area, like we'll protect you like these guys protect whoever the starting quarterback is, like Quinn Ewers. Yeah, we'll protect yeah, yeah. you yeah. like them. Um, an investigative team for like fraud and stuff. We'll catch these. We'll defend and catch these fraudsters like the Ohio State cornerbacks do. I know we're <laughs> Ohio State a lot, but like Quinn Ewers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a car company. Our car is almost as fast as Olavi, but not quite because he's a monster. Like, just <laughs> what? There's so many different ways you can go. Yeah, kickers and punters might get left out a little bit, but they're kickers and punters. They're not real people. <laughs> yeah, kickers and punters' lives don't matter or whatever. <laughs> exactly. All right, now do you want to get into some Big Ten predictions since that's what we're here for? Yes. Yes. Or do you have more uh, thoughts on the NIL and Quinn Ewers? 
no, I think I think we've we've uh, tackled that sufficiently. We've made all the jokes we can make about it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, one, one might come up later in the, in the podcast. We'll see. Yeah, fair. So let's just go east. Who's your east winner? Some hot takes for the east. Okay, I would be remiss if I were to not say Penn State. So I don't really know why that's a question. Uh, whether I'm right or not, or whether that's an accurate prediction, will remain to be seen. Uh, but that was, you know, much like you choosing Alabama for your prediction, it's going to be, well, okay, yeah, you not do much have to, likely. you know, okay, shut up. <laughs> but I was going to, I was bound to go with Penn State for the best of the East. Um, what is I, I have a question, though, by the way. Yes. And I said, like, the first episode you were on, I said, I'm going to ask this more often. Is James Franklin on the hot seat? So that is a good question for when we get to the hot seat. Okay. Right now, but for right now, I will say possibly. So once we get to the hot seat, I will I will elaborate on that. But let's stick with the best and the worst or for the two two division. Okay. Uh for East. My winner is going to be the Indiana Hoosiers. Oh, my God. I love what they've done. Uh, Jamar Johnson's a big loss on the defensive side of things. But in Rashawn uh, Williams, a four-star wide receiver, transferred to Hutchinson Community College. But I love what Tom Allen's doing out there in what podunk town in Indiana? This is like the third time I said podunk, by the way, in uh during like last two episodes but oh it's in bloomington indiana how did i forget that i love what tom allen's doing in bloomington and also if you want to listen to a great interview with tom allen check out the sports stove on belly up podcast network our boy vince recorded an episode an interview with him it's wonderful work and it just made me love tom allen more i love it uh michael penix is a big x factor for me there like can he improve as a passer because he kind of took a step back last year he's a little bit more efficient but He's less efficient, sorry. His numbers are up. He's less efficient and not running as well. But I, I think Indiana is going to win the Big Ten East. So, so, you know what? I'm just going to I'm gonna let that one go. I'm just going to hope you are horribly, horribly wrong. And it, that prediction burns in your face. Look, if, if Penn State wins, I'll be happy for you. But <laughs> I think Indiana has the best shot to knock Ohio State out of the Big Ten East. So I'm rooting for Indiana. Fair enough. Fair enough. How about Who do you the worst think so? in the Oh yeah, go on. Sorry. I, I stole your line. I was gonna ask you what your thoughts were. Oh, rockers. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. 
Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. I, I don't think there's there needs to be much debate. I mean, you could say Maryland, but like, or Michigan, that'd be fun. <laughs> just just as a bit of spite. I, I was gonna say Michigan is a hot take, but I do think it's gonna be Rutgers. Uh, the only saving grace for Rutgers is Greg Schiano's a decent Big Ten coach for some reason. Yeah, yeah, I I, I would agree. But with that. I think it'll either be Rutgers. I can see it being Michigan State, too. They've been on a downward trend the last couple of years. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I think it's going to be Rutgers. Um, hopefully, on his way out, Greg Chiano doesn't cover up anything a little sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> on to the West Division. So. Uh, who do you... Yep. So I've, I was doing a lot of digging and reading a few articles, and I am going to abstain from this vote because over the past four to five years, whenever, the, 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 whenever there's a consensus on you know, preseason or even the beginning of the season of who's going to like be the absolute favorites, it's always like if it's Wisconsin, it's Iowa. If it's Northwestern, it's, you know, Purdue. Like, you know, it's one of those situations where every time you want to guess the right team or guess the the, the, the best of the West Conference, it's always the wrong team. So I was going initially, I wrote, actually, I, I don't know if you can see this. Initially, I wrote Iowa and then I wrote Wisconsin and I crossed them both out because i was like you know what i don't i don't trust myself to make this pick that's fair i feel like the east is pretty clear cut right it's and i know i gave my pick most people probably pick ohio state but then you have indiana and penn state right that it could also be uh and then in the west you have northwestern with that defense iowa with those big old corn fed corn fed boys (laughs) you have wisconsin and also, uh, Kirk Ferentz has been in Iowa forever. It's insane. He's been there since 1999. Uh, Wisconsin has a good shot. Minnesota, P.J. Flag is a very underrated coach national. Agreed. Yeah. Like, honestly, uh, honestly, they could go on a huge run and have, like, a six, seven, eight game win streak, and all of us would just be like, we didn't see this at the beginning of the season. You know, like, what the hell? <laughs> It's absurd, but I am going with Wisconsin. Okay. okay. Don't let that 3-3 three and three record last year fool you. Their season was up and down all year because of COVID. Say what you want about internal controls, breakouts on the team, but yeah, that was a- I the numbers don't prove it necessarily. I love what I saw from Graham Mertz in a couple of games last year. If he can string those games together and kind of build on them, Wisconsin's going to be very hard to beat. I agree. I yeah, Wisconsin. Wisconsin is always a, a strong team. They always have like a. They always. They seem to be of all of the Big Ten West teams. I feel like they're the most consistent overall. I feel like they are very consistent, but they're consistently like average. Yes, I don't mean. I don't mean like they're going to be winning. You know, Big Ten championship or anything like that. I just mean like they'll. They'll beat the teams they need to beat and then lose in like the last two games. You know, it'll be one of those, one of those things. 
fair. Who's the worst team going to be in the West? Illinois. Any debate? Any like reasoning, or nope. just it's Illinois? No, nope. just no. I'm just saying that outright. Do you want to debate me on it? No, it's going to be Nebraska. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, For a couple fair. reasons. One, Brett Belima. Say what you want about him. That man can coach the Big Ten. His record at Wisconsin when he was there. Now, granted, it was 15 slash like nine to 15 years ago, but first year 12 and one with Wisconsin, then nine and four, seven and six, 10 and three, 11 and two, 11 and three, eight and five, got fired after an eight and five season. So he had expectations high. Hell, the man went eight and five in the SEC with Arkansas. Brett Belima knows how to coach. So you think I it's, it's turn around year for, for them. Oh, no, they're going to be the second worst, probably. Or third, depending on how Purdue does. But I don't like Adrian Martinez as a quarterback. I think I think Scott Frost, honestly, was in a little over his head. I think him accepting that Nebraska job right after his stint with UCF when they won a fake natty that they like to claim, mm. that was just a magical year. I mean, the year before, he went 6-7 and seven, and then 13-0. and up. And then four and eight, five and seven, three and five in Nebraska. They were hoping probably that, you know, he was a national championship as a national champion as a starting quarterback at Nebraska. So they were probably hoping you could get a little something out of Martinez. But I don't I don't like Martinez. And I like I said, Scott Frost in over his head. Even worse than whoever's last in the East, by the way. So predicting zero wins. Eh, Rutgers might get two. Nebraska will get one. Or zero. I, I don't know. But I, I just know Nebraska's going to be the worst. I do not like that team whatsoever. All right. And it's also Nebraska's irrelevant, so I'm not even being biased with this. <laughs> you could argue I'm being biased because Scott Frost coached UCF when they claim they're fake natty, but it's fine. We'll it's pass fine. that. Exactly. Alabama's won natty since then. It's okay. There you go. So, do you have any hot takes? For the Big Ten in general? Um, for the Big Ten in general, uh, I would say that if Penn State does not win a Big Ten championship, uh, either not maybe not this year, but the two years after, either Franklin will be fired or it'll be like you know, they'll fire him right away. Type deal. It's this kind of transitions into the hot seat, like a little. I kind of transitioned too quickly into the hot seat, but like that, I feel like with the news about the recruiting class of Penn State and all this hype behind them for the 2022 season, and even you know, getting bettering themselves going into the 2021 season, if if silverware is not produced in a great enough quantity, there will be serious repercussions for Franklin. That's I I think with Franklin, you have to give him one year, more year to see if he can build on that hype for 2022. Make sure he doesn't slip in those rankings. But also, I mean, they lost some big-name starters. I mean, you know, Fryermuth, Parkins... Parsons, excuse me. I don't know why I said Parkins. Uh, Odefio Way. And then Zach Kuntz. 
the presumed replacement of Fryermuth was a four-star number four tight end in 2018 transfers to Old Dominion. Yeah, I I didn't understand that one at all. I was like, um, am I missing something? <laughs> uh, it's probably because he didn't start. He probably didn't expect to start. I don't know if the coaching staff just didn't like him, but uh, my hot takes besides Indiana winning the Big Ten East is. <laughs> I think Michigan won't be a complete joke this year. I think they will push for the Big Ten Championship. And so, go on, yeah. It, oh, I have another hot take. So, but if it's Michigan related, like go on. Well, it's only Michigan related due to the fact that how does Jim Harbaugh still have a job? No, oh, I have an answer for this. Oh, do you? Okay. So Please they gave him stop. an extension. Yes. And I was like, why would you give him? Who else was on the market? That would Fair go enough. to Michigan right now. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't Steve think about Sarkeesian's that. Sarkeesian's not going to Michigan. No, he's not. <laughs> oh, man, that's a good point. I did not think about that at all. That's why they gave him the extension, I think, because they're like, well, he's not great, but it's the best option we have. It's like when you're on Tinder during a dry streak. <laughs> you'll take anything. Yeah, you'll take yeah, not <laughs> anything, anything that moves not anything with a heartbeat, but you know, you're like, well, we right now we can't do much better. Let's just spend some time with this one and then see what comes along next. All right, all right. You know, I have to, I have to say, I didn't think about that when the news was first released, but that's that's very fair. That's very fair. And I have two more hot takes for the Big Ten. Oh yeah, go on. Sean Clifford will not be Penn State starting quarterback by week six. Oh, you've given him a fair bit of time there. What's with? Yeah, I think it'll probably be sooner. Oh, you're saying it's sooner, but by definite week six. By week six. So it could be week three if they drop the first two. So I have have something for that. Last year, last year, are you you using last year as like the definitive be-all and end-all of his stats? Are you like overall... Overall, you think he he did poorly at the end of 2019 into 2020? It, it's 2019 and 2020, kind of the whole body of work. He hasn't been terrible the whole time, but he's been disappointing. So that, that has to do a lot with the play calling. Because he was uh, he was on the younger side when he came... He, he started a few games or came in uh, at the end of 2019 and then all of 2020. So he, I don't think they fully trusted him with the, uh, the play calling and, you know, being able to execute the stuff. And I think they did it as a sort of, uh, well, this season's COVID anyway, like let's just run the ball, which I swear I, now I, and probably not accurate, but I swear every other play was a run. Like it was, it was him handing the ball off, and I, I went mental watching games. And I, I, I mean, think, I think that's that's part of the reason is that you know you would think that he didn't, uh, or he's not going to be starting. But I, I think that this year he's going to have much better control of the offense, much better understanding of the offense. And I think they're going to trust him with doing more uh, both in and out of the pocket. I mean, say what you want about play calling. If it's poor play calling, 
that's fine. But if it's a trust thing due to his age, that's on him. Because do you want to know? I'm going to give you a list. I'm going to give you some other quarterbacks that were in his recruiting class. ESPN 300 for that year. There's some players, but this does not want to load. All right, some guys who were in his recruiting class. Najee Harris, Cam Akers, Alex Leatherwood, Chase Young. Guys who are in the league. Uh, It's the number one recruiting class is not good. Jalen, he was the 2017 recruiting class. He's the only guy in this class who has any chance of making the NFL who's still in college. It's not an age thing because he was like 21 and on campus for three years by the or two years by the time he stepped on a field. I think it's it's more so to do with just not trusting him because he doesn't show that he had he refused to show that he has it. And if the season really goes down the tubes, they might just skip over Taquan Robertson or Roberson and just give it to Christian Veu or Velu, whatever his name is. The true freshman, because I agree with you, the clock's ticking for James Franklin, and he's going to have to do something. He's going to have to get a little frisky out there. And so you you think that that subbing out uh, Clifford by week six is the right thing to do if he doesn't shape up? Yes. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Fair enough. 100%, because he's playing with house money. Uh, Franklin's playing with house money at this point because... The athletic department has faith in him based on the improvements he's made to the program the last couple of years before last year. So I, I think he's just going to try and do anything he can to show, like, I can still make good decisions and win this job back. But what do I know? Sean Clifford could come out there week one, throw seven touchdowns, and that, it won't be a conversation the rest of the year. <laughs> It'd be completely moot point. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, before we get into some hot seats... Who do you have winning the conference? We probably should have done this before hot takes. Uh, again, you should know the answer. I'm going to say I, I know the answer, but our viewers don't. Okay. Viewers, Penn State. Kevin, your choice. Indiana, baby. I it's will. Really just, it, it's really just whoever wins the East wins the conference, right? In fairness. Oh, 100%. I think. Any of the top three schools that come out of the West, Northwestern, Iowa, Wisconsin, will put up a fight. But I, it, whoever comes out of the East, it will. They will win it. Um, I also think I'm the only person in the country driving the Indiana hype wagon outside of Indiana. <laughs> very, very possible. Look, I like Michael Penix, and not just because he has a goofy name. 
<laughs> I like Tom Allen and what he's done with the program. I think this team will be very good this year. I mean, look, I put them in my college football playoff list way back in, what was it, May when we did that episode? I think so, yeah. So give me some good old-fashioned Phoenix all day, every day. <laughs> I really hope that that little section of the, the audio just cuts out. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, Can't get much better than that. Yeah, fair. Uh, who? So is Penn State then your college football playoff pick for the Big Ten? Yes, absolutely. I still think Ohio State's going to get in. I I I get that, but, but I, I don't think they no. should get in. I still stand by my Alabama. I don't know about Clemson because uh, I don't trust their this DJ kid. They have a quarterback. Uh Iowa State, Indiana, but I think the cultural playoff committee will go, well, yeah, Ohio State lost one game and didn't make the their conference championship, but it's Ohio State, so we have to put them in. Yeah, and then they'll lose, like, by 30 points again, and it's just going to be an embarrassment. It's like, it's honestly, like, every time that they are put in the CFP, apart from the one year, they have been horrifically embarrassed by either Clemson or Alabama. And I love it. Well, I, I know. You're probably just bathing in the glory. I don't like Ohio State whatsoever. I, I don't. I, I think most of the nation would agree with you. That's true. I, I, they're probably the second most hated team nationally. Yeah. But I'm also a fan of the most hated team nationally, so. Yeah, but but much much like a, a team that wins all the time, and you can draw this across any sport, they're always the most hated. Like it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what sport it is, it doesn't matter what country it is, it doesn't matter about anything. If that team is winning, they will be universally hated by the rest of the country. Fair, except the NBA, all their every like casual fan will just start rooting for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the one like small caveat. Fair. All right. Um, who is coach? Who do you think by the end of the year will have coached their last game in the Big Ten? I, by the end of the year, I'd have to say, uh, it, it it's kind of a toss up, right? Because you could say you could argue James Franklin, you could argue, uh, Jim Harbaugh. Even though they, gave, they I know they gave him the extension, but it's like one of those things. Like, if you know they gave him the extension, like let's see some actual movement um james franklin if if he's not like you know top of the east or whatever and then ryan day and I, the reason i say ryan day is because at this point he should have or will have enough time to get you know his guys you know his recruits into the system and if if he doesn't perform it's like, well, you know, you're clearly not Urban Meyer, despite being his, uh, for lack of a better term, protege. That that's true. I don't think Ryan Day would survive a 55 to 24 shellacking at the hands of Iowa, uh, but I do think they're going to kind of. I think the national championship appearance bought him some time. Yes, I agree. I think it's going to be Scott Frost. 
Why? They brought him in this. He's how old is he? He's not that old. He's 46. They brought relatively young for coaches. He brought in this young coach to try and invigorate the program again, bring them some success, bring some respect back to the Cornhuskers name. Hasn't done anything with Adrian Martinez. Hasn't recruited exceptionally well. I mean, they were the fifth team in the Big Ten last year, 20th overall in terms of, or for the 2021 class in terms of recruiting. He hasn't done what they expected him to do. And I'm not saying by now they expected a Big Ten championship, but they expected to be close to playing in that game, and he just hasn't gotten it done. Yeah. It's, and it's I said earlier, he's in over his head. I think it's it was just a bad hire, and I think they're going to realize that and cut cut ties. His only saving grace is he played quarterback at Nebraska and won a national championship there. <laughs> he's got one redeeming quality, and that's it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, outside of that, I think Mel Tucker Mel Tucker could be gone out of Michigan State. Yeah, I'm actually surprised he's lasted as long as he had. Because, I mean, we know that he hasn't accused anything, you know, in recent years. And it's been on a horrible downward spiral for, for a while. Yeah, and it was kind of like a – like, last year was his first year there. I don't know why they hired him. Uh, probably because there was nobody else left on the market. <laughs> That's true. But like 2019, he was at Colorado, went five and seven. What What makes you think if he can't win? It was a three and six conference record, by the way. If he can't win in the Pac-12, what makes you think he can win in the Big Ten? A blind luck bet. So I think, I think he was strictly a placeholder coach until something better comes on the market. Yeah. But the problem is, you you can't do that as Michigan State. Like, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, they can do that. They can hire someone to keep the ship afloat until a better coach comes along. Because those are historically marquee coaching positions. Not as much Michigan, but it's still a big-name program. Michigan State isn't. They need to hire someone young to try and bring some energy back into the program and develop as a coach to a point where you can compete for a Big Ten championship, college football playoff spot. And also, this is my official job application to coach for the Michigan State Spartans. Oh, oh, good. Young, energetic, can develop into a good coach. Like, come on. What are they doing up there? Just hire me already. <laughs> yes, as Eddie uh, Couch slash bandwagoner fan would scream at his television at 2 a.m. I can do a That's better fine. job. That's fine. I also said after watching 20 minutes of MLS soccer, I could play in the MLS. So, oh yeah, that's confidence true. I, I, I not, that. Confidence is not an issue with me. <laughs> just, just look at this man seething with confidence. And look, if any college Michigan State fan wants to complain about my hire, uh, they're not allowed to pray when you win a natty in two years. There you go. There you go. I just absorbed winning. From my time in Alabama. You just exude confidence, Kevin. Yeah, because I think I could win the Big Ten easily in year two. And then I'm in the okay. college football playoffs, right, right. and then anything can happen. Uh, year three, was, give me give me three years to get most of my guys in. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Because I was going to say, if it was year one, that's like... Hmm. No, I said year two at the start, no, but yeah, I, I think year, year three, I think, is the more realistic goal. 
yeah, you put a caveat, you put the perfect caveat in there. <laughs> I'm not going to be too ambitious. Otherwise, they'll think I'm doing too good of a job and they'll expect one every year. Exactly. You got to gotta just kind of wet Limit- the appetite. Like year yeah. one, you push for the Big Ten championship appearance. Year two, you make the Big Ten championship. Year three, you win it and then win it all. Yeah, perfect. Your logic is flawless. Exactly. Look, I, I think confidence has been a thing that has not been in Michigan State for a while on the football field. That's what they need. They just need somebody to, to put the hammer down. Exactly. I'll do it for cheap, too. <laughs> I'll do it for $200,000 a year. Oh, you're so generous, Kevin. That's cheap for a college football coach. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that... that Never mind. You know what? That's you know a hun- you know I'll half it a hundred thousand dollars a year. Oh my goodness, Kevin! Where does your generosity end? I don't know. I'm not going lower than that, though. <laughs> Shocking that you wouldn't. I mean, look. I... Here's a hot take: Kevin wins the national championship of Michigan State in the year 2024. Oh, if you think also we'd stop recording this podcast it, once I become Michigan State's football coach, you're wrong. Oh yeah, this is going. This is going until we die. And then we will be picked up by every national media outlet because they'd be like, "Did you hear this ridiculous thing that Michigan State's head coach said?" <laughs> no, what is it? You, it's going to be Mike Leach all over again. Oh, I would love to be Mike Leach 2.0. <laughs> That's too funny. The first thing I would do is probably side the best offensive lineman in the country and convert him to fullback. <laughs> it just marched down the field like that. Oh, my God. That's too funny. This What's is, a big back in we... Big Ten, baby? <laughs> that would be my motto is to, like, motivate the team. What about the big back in Big Ten? If if you're under six foot five, don't bother showing up to practice. Ironic, considering I'm the coach. Yes, exactly. No, look, Michigan State 2022 motto: put the big back in Big Ten. I've seen y'all in the showers. You're already doing your part. Oh, that's fantastic. Any other Big Ten takes besides I'm the next great Big Ten coach? I honestly, I honestly, I think we should leave it on that apex and just call it there. <laughs> Perfect. I love to hear it. Uh, thank you for stopping by the tailgate. That's Kiernan. I'm future Michigan State Spartan head football coach and four-time national champion, Kev. And we'll see you next week with our ACC preview next week. Yes. ACC, ACC preview next week. Have a good day slash night slash morning whenever the hell you're listening to this. I made a detour out of the game when I was hustling crack. Made a couple of dollars, made a little bit of change, never looked back. You can find me at the shooting range practicing busting gaps. Want a vocal booth in this nudio, busting raps. With some gold on my body, off my body, off colors Rossi, I'm sloppy. I treat my luxury scraper like a Bugatti, Lottie Dotty. She like to party off Molly Bacardi, let her get naughty. A hottie up in the lobby, she style. She said, Fody Water. Will you about to be? I said, follow me, follow me, follow me, bitch, room 223. You got to pay me, I'll pay me no attention. That's how I be when you're born and raised in the V, Northern Cali, Silicon Valley. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 